0: This is All Roads Lead To with Alan and Janae.
1: The place where we share and talk about the people, places, and passions
0: that have impacted us on the road of life.
1: Got Georgia on my mind.
0: Georgia, Georgia the whole day through. That's what we're talking about today on our episode, All Roads Lead to Georgia. I kind of remember when we... kind of got even more familiar with that song, Watching the Movie, Ray,
1: Yes, and
0: how that song became actually the state song uh, of Georgia. Um, We're thinking about Georgia today as all roads lead to Georgia, especially in the context of Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the year 2021. And to think that had he continued to live from the time of his birth till now, he would have been 92 years old. That's ninety ninety two 92 years of living. Uh, so that's, that's amazing to see. That's amazing to think of. Um, so is there a favorite quote of Dr. King's that you have?
1: Yeah, I can think of one. I was thinking too, as you're saying that, just to think that so many years, like he passed away at such an early age, there's so many years that he could have contribute to, contributed to and really been a part of the national scene and really helped to shape, you know, um, the course and direction of America. So it's just, um, just, I think continue to think of the loss that that is, but also how much, as you really describe how much he gave in 39 short years. And so Mm -hmm. one quote, yeah, that comes to mind is darkness. Cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out
0: hate. Only love can do that. Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from, um, 1963 Mm -hmm. uh, letter to the Birmingham Jail, where he starts off by saying, "My dear fellow clergyman, while confined here in the Birmingham City Jail, I came across your recent statements calling our present activities unwise and untimely." Then he goes later on in that uh, just brilliant letter uh, to say that we are all tied in one single garment of human destiny in an inescapable web of mutuality. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of my all-time favorite uh, quotes from uh, Dr. King. When you think about his life, that he was born in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, born in Atlanta, born a son of the South, attended schools there, uh, attended Morehouse mm-hmm. there, but then chose to travel North.
1: He was like so young graduating high school. Yes. college, Yes.
0: Right? Very young, very young, very young and early age, um, mm-hmm. doing that. And, uh, after college comes North goes to Crozier mm-hmm. theological seminary, which at that time was in Chester, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the school is relocated and because they merged with, uh, a school named Colgate in Rochester, mm-hmm. uh, New York. But at that time it was in, Pennsylvania. He came north for school there. Then after finishing Crozier, uh, went to Boston yes. for graduate school and got his PhD there. And then after doing that, he had all kinds of options. He right. could have stayed in the north, uh, could have done all sorts of things, but felt the pull to go south. I remember in Allrose lead to LA. We talked about uh, Isabel Wilkerson's book, "The Warmth of yes, Other Suns," yes. about the Black migration North. Yes. Um. And it seems as though, at least in our time, we've seen kind of a, a remigration South.
1: Right. They call it like a new migration. A new uh-huh. migration.
0: Yeah. We know a lot of people who are moving South, and particularly to Georgia.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I see it like Charlotte. There's North Carolina. You know, you see um, gravitations there, but definitely a lot of gravitation towards the greater now, I think, Atlanta yeah. area. But we also know some people have moved out to other parts of Georgia too, Augusta. That's and, true. You know, other areas. Um, I just think about where, you know, I kind of feel like my parents a little bit where I can say. I remember when. That's true. And I remember when there wasn't a national holiday for That's the right. King yes. Yeah. And I feel that there, we were, I remember, almost, it was almost like a campaign um, of people who really were expressing the need for this and why, and kind of giving um, um, justification or um, testimony in a sense yes. of why he should be honored. You know, yeah. why as an American his life should be honored with a national holiday. And I feel that we're at a time where a lot of people who were present for that or who were a part of that aren't necessarily at the fore. And I feel that a lot of people are coming up and seemingly not understanding yeah. or appreciating or seeing it to be valid. And I know I've encountered situations where it's not a work stoppage day or there's, you know, it's, It's an acknowledged holiday, but you can still keep doing this or we're going to still need, you know, you to keep working. And so I just really um, hope to um, really. Acknowledge and really reaffirm that he really had is a framer of our democracy. Absolutely. And I think as such. It's timeless. Like there's no place I don't feel that America will grow to a place where he will not his acknowledging his contributions will not be needed in this form. Um, And and he's a framework of our democracy. I think our current democracy that expanded and really helped to. And he was an architect because it hasn't been realized. And I think you know, perfectly at some point it will be realized, but we would still need to honor those. Who were the architects of our, you know, the founding fathers of, yep. you know, our initial democracy coming in the 1700s? But I really feel um, it's imperative to understand that these truths that we hold to be self-evident, mm-hmm. he helped to make that realized for all Americans, yes. and his 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 um, reach was beyond color. It was really so that this dream, this these guarantees, these um, rights will be um, felt and experienced and exercised by all of us. And I think, you know, it's imperative that we honor that and to honor what he was, he spearheaded. And there's so many who helped to make it possible. You know, there's so many different strands of that work of equity that's still going on yep. and so you know yes there's so many others who play a part but he really was architect and i was reading um recently the reprint of his book where do we go from here community or chaos where his wife credit scott King, you know acknowledged that it would it's a tr- you know it was a tragedy that we lost him but it would be even a greater tragedy if we did not um continue to push forward the ideals and the blueprint really that he gave for economic and social justice. And it's just really imperative. I think and it's so ironic that we're still at a, a crossroads even today for yes. so much of what he was challenging for, for, for marginalized people. And then, you know, that book really looks at marginalized people across color lines yeah. um, and, you know, impoverished, marginalized like those are people he was championing and that's the you know the American promise is for 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 them as much as anyone else. And so I just think that the day of service and you know using this time to do something for someone else honors his legacy. But the holiday itself is the honor of who he was and that in you know one of the things that she said is that you know these um that these labors and this he sacrificed his life for. And yeah. so by his sacrifice, we should honor it not only with the day and commemorating, but also with our our work and our, um, you know, our pursuits.
0: Right. So Beautifully and brilliantly said. And I also think in addition to that, that it should not be lost on us, that there is a continuing legacy that we ought to remember and uphold from the King holiday itself. And here's what I'm specifically talking about when I say that is. We sing this new version of Happy Birthday, and now it's just a new way of singing Happy Birthday. But it was actually a song Stevie Wonder started to galvanize a movement so that there would actually be a King holiday. And I think that really should not be lost, really, in any of our remembrances or our conversations about the King holiday, that there was a movement that had to be galvanized. And Stevie Wonder was a part of that. And that whole "Happy Birthday to You," and that yes, that whole
1: absolutely.
0: "Happy Birthday" song, the way we sing it, we just kind of sing it, and we call it, you know, the 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 urban version or the the hip version of right, singing right. "Happy Birthday." Now, but no, that was really a part of a wider movement. Yeah that actually galvanized and motivated people. And Perry remember,
1: Harry Belafonte, Belafonte his wife, Scott yes, Steve yes, Wonder, and so many more. So many others. Yeah.
0: And so when the bill was signed into law, yes. uh, back in the eighties by president uh, Reagan, it's because a whole lot of people right. had done a lot of work. So every time we sing that song uh, and every time you hear that song, uh, I think it's something that we ought to remember that this was just not something that was composed uh, so that we could have a different version. But it was, there's a story behind it. Kind of all roads lead to the Mm -hmm. King holiday. And as we talk about all roads lead uh, to Georgia today, remember that, as we said before, Dr. King lived, uh, born in the South, lived in the North for a while, got a chance to see what life was like there, but ended up coming South. We have some friends who uh, did, A similar thing, uh, born different places, but lived in the South for a while, came North, and now they are back there in Georgia. Uh, We want to talk with and spend some time with our friends, uh, Melvin and Leslie Bray. I'm looking forward to our conversation uh, with them, and uh, we will talk with them right after the break.
1: Very exciting. Hi, I'm Jalen, and I am the creative director for All Roads Lead to Media. And I'm here to let you know that you can listen to All Roads Lead To with Alan Janae on Amazon Music by saying, Alexa, play All Roads Lead To podcast.
0: Thanks for hanging around. Thanks for being with us for All Roads Lead To. We are uh, excited today yeah. because we have with us uh, some of our good good friends uh in just the persons of uh Melvin Bray and Leslie Watson Bray are good friends uh who are with us uh from the state of Georgia. Georgia that's yeah. <laughs> We're blue. The
2: Dirty Dirty baby that's Georgia.
0: right that's right that's right we all we, eyes
1: are on Georgia that's right
0: all eyes are on Georgia all roads lead to Georgia and uh hey guys how you doing today doing well. We're okay. good. It's good to good, see you. Good, 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 good. Now, I've been trying to think about it. How long exactly have we known each other? I mean... Just the beginning. Yes, okay. We'll just take that.
2: It, right? There was a together.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. We
2: were
0: yes. in <laughs> I'm telling you. I uh, we were in high school yes. uh, together and... Wow. Um, <laughs> We've had we've had some times we could Sometimes, we could talk we could, we could have a lifetime worth of podcast yes talks talks about the things we did uh, said and talked about during high school yes indeed, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, that that is uh, that was that was a great time just absolute uh, great time for me uh, and I know it was for you our, our other friends uh, Sheldon and Keith yeah were uh, right. We were, the, we were the, the fearsome foursome.
2: That's uh, right. That's right. The philosoph- Philosophers Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and that was great. back at Pine Forge, for those who don't know, which yes, yes. you know, kind of factors in now as, as new generations of people get, to, get get a chance to get there. I was the only one of us that got a chance to go back and teach, though. That is true. true. That is true. We're going to talk
0: about that in yeah. in, a, in a second. Um, go ahead. You had something?
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, Melvin and Leslie were like one of the gifts from marriage that I got. I didn't know oh, them okay. as, I knew them throughout. And they really <laughs> have been I just kind of want to, from the start, I was going to say it off camera, but I was like, I'm going to say it off camera. So um, they really have been an inspiration to me, I think, all along. You know, you see these ships, like I guess my kids are calling it now, where, you know, you see these celebrity couples and they give them a name that yeah. merges their names. And I feel like Leslie and Melvin were like that. early on they were like couple goals like you guys were hashtag couple goals and the chemistry was like electric it's like melvin seems like he had hit the jackpot i mean leslie's beautiful she's smart and then Leslie, like, brings out the best in Melbourne. Because yeah, I remember, yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne was just have be everywhere. But, like, Leslie could just, like, she would she believed in him. Like, you could see the support. But, like, she brought it all. It, like, it all came together when, he was, when she was well,
0: around. I, 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 I wasn't going to go there, but I'm going to just give a look. I'm, I can talk about the choir trip that we were on. Yeah. We were on a choir tour. And we went to Nashville.
2: Mm-hmm. Melbourne, saw Leslie, it. And it was over. I believe it. Was it. it was over. No. everybody else on the trip. <laughs> yes, it was only yes. one person worth spending time with that trip. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. So that's that's
0: where it began, and uh, we began hanging out. Leslie and I used to sing in a group together.
3: Okay, uh, in one chord.
0: In one chord, Leslie's one of the best altos that you would ever <laughs> want to have uh, in your in your group for real, and uh, really one of the the best people and over the over the years we've had an opportunity uh to spend some good times together and just have some some enjoyable some laughs uh and one of my favorite times that we spent together guys was I guess the last time uh when we came through um yeah. just hanging out I think we stayed up to like what four or five yeah. in the morning just yes. just <laughs> talking it, it was like natural I mean we yeah. just it, yeah. you know sometimes you have a conversation when somebody's like okay well Maybe this will end it, but it just kept going and yeah. going and going. You know. And I think, yeah,
2: yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was so good to have y'all in our home, right? Like, you know, it's one thing to to have these friendships that stretch way back, way back, but uh, and, and so you you you're often constantly drawing on what has been who you've yeah. been to one another, but to be able to watch that friendship uh, evolve and emerge and be a part of who we are. In this middle, in this thick of life, as I tell my father, um, mm-hmm. in the stick of life, raising kids and stuff. And, and, and to watch the opportunity, to have the opportunity to watch the, 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 the friendship evolve and emerge and become even more beautiful over time. It was such a gift to have y'all, to have yeah. y'all visit with us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And to give context, like, they, it just shows how awesome they are, though. Because I think we were coming from Huntsville. Yeah. And we had come another way going down. And we're like, we should go through Atlanta and take the kids to Atlanta. And I was like, we should call Melvin. It was so, like, spontaneous. And they could have been like, dude, for real, like, we got little kids. Like, <laughs> we got to get the house clean, high all go roll up on us. But they were, like, so open. Yeah. And it just, I mean, you have very few friends that you can do that with. And Al has always been like that with Melvin. And Leslie's always on board. And it's just, I mean, that's what makes it really special. And I really appreciate that. And they you guys, I remember she made cookies. Like, just, got, I, it was amazing. Like, on the spot. And I know, like, we were all, like, I mean, that's little kids, every penny, pension, all that. And it was just, like, wow. They just, I, I just, I, I mean, you guys are awesome.
3: Yeah, You all have been wonderful friends. And so I'm thankful that you are current friends.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, because that is that is yeah. true. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people that you rolled with then, you're not still not rolling with now. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people, I guess, I call them high maintenance friendships. If you don't keep up with them, yeah. and all Ooh. of a sudden you lose, <laughs> it's gone. Um, but even times when we're not as in touch with each other as we used to be, when we pick up, it's still just right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so Melbourne and and Leslie are. Both gifted educators. Yes. And um, I guys, talk about that a little bit uh, for our audience and maybe some of the things that you're doing right now.
3: All right. Well, I'll jump in. Um, I've been homeschooling slash unschooling the children um, since I've had them. They haven't had to be in school. I was a teacher, classroom teacher before coming home to start our family. And so I do have that traditional education background, which I've been able to release a lot of those um, colonizer ways through this process of being with my children. Um, And so currently I lead a community of families here in Atlanta, Kid Cultivators Homeschooling Community. We have people who are doing school at home all the way to radical unschooling, but we just try to provide community, um, support, encouragement, wherever families are, they can come and get the support they need, the encouragement they need, the camaraderie, in touch with resources. Um, so that's something I've been doing. I, I do have some new things that are on um, my, my list of things that I'm going to get to this year, which I'm excited about. Okay. And so, you know, th- I'm not going to name any of those right at this moment because yeah. they are still <laughs> working those things out. but you come um, back part two. I'm yeah. embracing <laughs> all the things that um, God has put on my heart to do.
1: Beautiful. Jeez. That seems natural to me because I remember Leslie was one of those moms, you know, I was telling Al, this didn't actually happen because our kids were before, they were like toddlers. But Leslie was one of those moms like if they ask for like, okay, let's bring baked goods to the classroom or something. That Leslie would be the mom who would have like the one dessert that everybody would want. It would have like no sugar, no gluten, and all the kids would eat it. And they would leave like your little box of brownies to go to herbs. And then you'd be like... Leslie, what are indies? And she'd be like, "Oh, I had a greenhouse in the backyard, and I had agave that I was growing, <laughs> and I put it in the." Thingy. And she would look all like presentable. Her feet would be well adjusted, and you would feel like a failure. You'd be like, "What am I?" Watching? But it wouldn't be because she was. Because someone will come in and they know they have like the best thing, and they will be all flossy with it. That's not Leslie. you be real cool. Like, real low-key with it, but she would be, like, the best. And so I feel like what you're doing seems so organic because you are so resourceful. She was, like, I really feel, like, inspired, I think, in a lot of ways when when my kids were younger. Just she was always kind of foresight. And I think it was, like, those natural teacher instincts. Like, she would know when the kids were going to do something before they did it. So we all didn't get the benefit. My kids would, like, flail out, and then I would learn, like, oh, I got to do this before this happens. Yeah. but Leslie was like always on it but it was I had to learn that because I think as a mom sometimes you get a little insecure sometimes mm-hmm. or you feel mm-hmm. judgy and I had yeah. to really relax and just be like because I had a lot of friends that were educators I feel like they used to show me I used to feel so terrible but like I don't know what I'm doing but they were always great and it was really inspirational and she would open me up and we went to like we used to go pick strawberries with the yes. kids and things yes. like that so to hear that you're doing this I, I it just actually is really encouraging because I think you this is, it seems so natural. You were that person, even I think without trying. Like, I really feel like I learned so much from you. I remember one of my favorite things she used to do is take a picture the last day of this kid's age. Yeah. So it'd be like the last day of nine, yeah. the last day of three. And it was so brilliant because yeah. it celebrated them. And it acknowledged that they're moving on. It's a milestone. And then it shared with all of us, like, hey, their birthday's coming. So it's actually like a nice yeah, low-key yes. kind of hint.
2: She's
1: nice <laughs> I'm going to be honest. And I don't think that was her intent, but it was just so, so I just, I'm so excited that you're doing this. So we'll definitely try to share, like, all your info and stuff. That is so awesome. How many years have you you've been doing this for a while? I mean, you've been doing it with your children, but this is in yeah. Atlanta area. Like, how long has this been going on?
3: I think we're in our 13th season. Wow. Yeah! Wow,
2: that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, no, absolutely great. Come on, talk to us, Mel. Well, you mentioned the strawberry picking. And I want to say like those are some of my favorite pictures from yes. our children's childhood. Yes, the pictures yes. that y'all took strawberry picking, going down to the creek. You know, just doing different things when we were when we were all living up toward toward, toward uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So uh, that's that's exciting. Um, and
1: after Evelyn
2: and Keith, because they're yes. yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. So tell
1: us about your because you're an educator. I think you taught like you're saying in high school. I think you. I mean, to me, yeah. some of my high school teachers are why I like the subjects I like. And I could. I was thinking about I was like our kids would be so. Yeah. If you if you were there at Pine Forest now, it would be like. This would be so was, <laughs> no, they'd, be, they'd be.
2: calling, crying. He's so mean. So, <laughs> he's so. <laughs> but tell us about your journey a little bit. Oh goodness, so. um Education journey. Like Leslie was saying, we both went into the classroom coming out of college and uh, taught for Atlanta public schools for a while. And then I started a a small nonprofit called uh, Kid Cultivators um, that was originally focused on on leadership development because that was the watchword coming out of the 90s into the 2000s. But uh, but then. Kind of started to focus on this notion of of, of ecology and and mm. and, and eco literacy, and I got a chance to farm with kids and to help mm. kids overcome phobias through through mm. just inter- putting their hands in the dirt and learning how to be around animals and you know all this kind of stuff and watched how that impacted their their uh, ability to really make sense of and to find value in classroom learning, more formalized learning. So did that for 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 several years, got a chance to go back to Pine Forge and teach at, at Pine Forge, um taught English there for for a couple of years, came back to Atlanta. Most of the time I I taught high school and mm-hmm. and or middle school going into high school. Um but when I came back to Atlanta after a stint in adult education um English literacy, I ended up teaching third graders. And that was kind of mm-hmm. it was the third graders in in in, in the uh elementary school students that that got me back into the garden again. So I, I did some more eco literacy work for a while um, and, and just have loved every moment of that. You know, now I, I, I do, I do a um, uh, design based facilitation, which is, which is a lot like Montessori school for adults, mm-hmm. right? And they're trying to solve problems or whatever, right? Like being mm-hmm. able to help them design ways forward. And I get to focus primarily on equity diversity and inclusion, which you know, last year was a real reckoning around those ideas. Yes. So, yes. so, you know, got a chance to 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 be able to to walk with with lots of different folk. But uh but what, my real excitement around education of late is that uh I now that my kids are that age you know, high school and such age students or, or, kids, I, you know, I've gotten a chance to, to start working with them around some advanced math and mm. some, man. some writing and oh, such, so, right? Like they, they, are just like, okay, daddy's going to do this again. But I'm like geeked out of my mind. right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Then I get to take this thing that meant so much for so long and give it to these children who meet. Who mean the world to me right like like yeah. you know and so it's kind of like my last hurrah around <laughs> around the kind <laughs> of formal education piece and ah. and so to be able to hand that off to these babies is is like such a gift in this moment and that you know that that came out of last year and us ah. being up here at the house you know and trying to trying to figure out how do we adapt in mm. ways that, are, that that continue to allow us to grow and become. Guys,
0: I mean, I, I'm like blown away. I mean, I, there's a whole lot that I know, but really, you guys are in your sweet spot. I mean, yeah. both of you. I mean, and it comes through. Uh, and it is and Melvin did not say this, and I'm going to say it. Um, uh, in between all of that that he just talked about, Melvin is an Emmy winner mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's an Emmy winner. Yes, uh, yeah, for real. Man. No, for real. Emmy like Did real statue. And, <laughs> yeah, real statue. I mean, this is not just in my head or in my mind. No, I no there's an Emmy, uh, Emmy winner, and he is an author, yes. author of a book entitled Better. Um, and so, uh, guys, just great to hear about what you have done and for you to share with uh, our broader audience uh, some of the things you've done uh, as well. This episode is All Roads Lead to Georgia where you all are and we've been talking about this kind of north south thing uh mm-hmm. that is going on and in your experience you lived in the north and lived in the south we mm-hmm. kind of talked about earlier how uh dr king uh was born in the south but went to the north for school mm-hmm. um had all the opportunities to stay there but decided to come back uh to the south um now, you guys had an interesting journey to Georgia. I remember, Melvin and Leslie, I remember Melvin saying this had to be uh, sophomore, maybe even junior year of college. Uh, when I graduate, I'm going to Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, it was even, even then. Like, Melvin was, was talking about going to Atlanta, going to Georgia. I mean, guys, talk about your, your journey
2: uh, to Georgia, so to speak. So Al is proof that uh, you want to be careful about what you what you do around certain people. certain people never forget. Right? That's great. Whereas my memory is awful. <laughs> Al's reaching back in specific years. Oh man. Uh, so so you know the short of how we got to Georgia is it you know when we were thinking about being married um, and, and starting our lives together um we 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 looked around and 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 was trying to decide where to be um i was you know from dc and uh and 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 leslie was from nashville and uh at least that's where we we the bulk of our are growing up right. and, and and it just seemed really odd and unfair to try to force the other to try to to make life in the place that already knew us, right? The place mm-hmm. that raised mm-hmm. us. And so we tried, we started looking at alternatives. And uh we Atlanta was the place where we both had just a little bit of family, mm-hmm. but it was the type of family that wouldn't be all in your business. And so we said, ah Atlanta, it is right, mm-hmm. and, 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 and so 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 you know that's that at least in my memory that's that's how we how we got over here. Is that is that accurate? Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, will
1: I'll, I'll say yes. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, you guys were some of the early, I guess, early. I, mean, I was looking at some stats saying that you know, over like the last thirty years, there have been over a million blacks that have gone back to the south. And I know for a long time, you know, the idea was to get out of the South, in a sense that you know there was it was repressed and there weren't options. And so um, I know even living because we all went to school in Alabama. So I mean, we I remember people telling me, "Why I'm going to school in Huntsville, Alabama?" They kind of look like, "Why would you choose to do that?" <laughs> You know, and I think a lot of it was just like a lot of judgment on the South that somehow it's dated and that, you know, it's um, the ideas, the options, they're all dated. And and I, you know, I don't think that this is kind of a categorical, you know, impression that I think often when people visited or went to different places, they had different experiences. But there was still, I think, at least that time, some stigma on going to the South, particularly as a choice if you didn't necessarily have roots there or if there wasn't something that was drawing you there, you know, a great job opportunity or something. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to Atlanta. But now, I mean, so many people we know are, like, plotting and planning to get to Atlanta, to get to Nashville, to get to Birmingham. Um, And so I was just, I think, to me, in a lot of ways, a lot of our friends that I think even living like, the D.C. Maryland area, and even going further South, like, you might be in Northern Virginia, but you continue to go South. Um, and that seems to be reflective of what we're seeing in um, local politics. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought of. Have there been some changes that you've seen, or was that already happening and it just kind of was a little bit under the radar? Or have there been a lot of changes in like the Atlanta area since you've been there?
3: Yeah, I think like just the building up. The mm. I think people think about the cost of living yeah. first. Yeah. Because, you know, the time we spent in the North, oh, my goodness. I was always floored by the prices of everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, just whether it's food, whether it's gas, with, like clothing, everything was just so much more. So I think that's an appealing thing when people start, when you start mm-hmm. looking at housing, when you start looking mm-hmm. at housing, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, you're, you're only paying that? Right. I put a lot of people down just on... You know, look at what you can pay. Look, look how much house you can get. Yeah. Um, now politics are recently changing. You know, so it's mm-hmm. not for the like we didn't choose Georgia for the politics, okay, and we were very clear about Atlanta, mm-hmm, everything else mm-hmm. in Georgia, like <laughs> it's uh, still the Deep, still the deep okay. South. So there's mm-hmm. something about um, being in in the right set of numbers, like so being with mm-hmm. black people versus being out where, you know, you might be one or two, it's mm-hmm. still mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. So I think even like Nashville is another place that has built up, you know, when I've gone mm-hmm. through, it does not look anything like it did when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's definitely more opportunities because people are going there and so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, cre- they're creating them. Um They're becoming a part of those op- opportunities. But I don't necessarily think like – we didn't look at, at Atlanta because of the politics here, mm-hmm, you know, it, mm-hmm. which really where can we come where black people are living well, where we mm-hmm. can get our you know, feet wet, traction, do the things that we want to do and, you know, see, cause it's not until you get on the ground somewhere that you actually see, okay, what's really going on here. Right.
2: Right. right. Black people do live well in Atlanta. I mean, even mm-hmm. going back to the eighties when my father moved down here, um, mm-hmm. you'd come down, and, and and there was just a, a certain quality of life for middle class folk, for even lower middle class folk that okay. that uh, didn't was not mirrored back home in D.C. Where, where, wow. where I was, you know, um, mm-hmm. my, my father in D.C. lived in an apartment, mm-hmm. in here three bedroom house, you know, mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. the rent was. I mean, his his mortgage payment was probably lower, um, wow, you know, even, even in the eighties. So, so, so there's definitely that. You know, there was a a moment in the early in the mid aughts when uh, there was about 500 people, new people moving to Atlanta a day. Wow! There was this particular kind of boom that was happening Mm -hmm. then, Um, and 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 definitely wasn't related to the politics, but was related to uh, people being able to make a living, people Mm -hmm. being able to, to to tap into what we were thinking of as the American dream, getting that house, that picket fence, uh, people were able to, and, 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 and I think there was this also this kind of, um, this cultural, this, this sense of cultural empowerment that Atlanta has and Mm -hmm. specific places, right? Like, so I've, I've heard people talk about this, that it's places where where those who have sought to colonize and oppress have 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 done their work the most, where that that actually tend to be places that produce the most kind of um, uh, resistance, fervor, cultural uh, yeah. renaissance, this kind yeah. of thing. Right? Like it's it's like the pressure that that creates that, that that creates the diamond, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. And so you could see you could feel the cultural empowerment that was here. And, and, and it's easy once, once you, once you touch it to want to be a part of it, to want to be a Mm. part of the center and the education that, that came from Clark and Morehouse and Spellman and, and, and Morris Brown at the time to want to be a part of these, all these, these, these places where the, you know, like I was, we were dining at places where, uh, um king and and Vincent Harding and mm-hmm. and, and Andy Young were strategizing for yeah. the yeah. you know, yeah. like, like you know these became our regular haunts right like so yeah. you know that kind of stuff draws you in and makes you yeah. it, 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 and and roots you into a place right so we felt like our hearts kind of got buried here in, in, in the south even when we left for, for no real reason we just kept wanting to come back and that's what I wanted to get to that's what I wanted to get to
0: because you were there and again, you guys have a great world view, you know, people all over. You left, but came back. I mean, when you left, was there any temptation kind of like, okay, we've kind of done that. And uh, now we'll just try something else. Or was it just, hey, we're... yes?
3: No, That was a. we were having that conversation while at Pine Forge. Because, okay. you know, initially it was, we'll do this for a couple years and then we'll go back. You know, that was... That that's what we ended up doing. But while we were there, I started imagining, okay, what would it be like to be here? You know, I am close to the family. At the time, my grandmother was forty minutes away from us, so you know, my children got to know her and just you know thinking more about maybe we need to think about being with family as opposed to just being home, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we talked because that was right after. President Obama was elected, like we started thinking about other spaces that matched better with our politic. And so mm-hmm. what, are, what are the spaces where we could be active and it actually represents us, you know, because all the work we had been doing prior to leaving Atlanta, you know, n- all the voting, all the, all those things we were doing and all the people we knew that we're doing didn't produce what we're just now seeing. Wow. And so we were trying to decide: wow. Do we go back there? And one of the conversations I do remember us having was: Well, we have put roots down. Like there is, mm. we have our network the the people that we look to. They're they're here, you know. The people mm-hmm. we've been building with, they're here, mm. you know. And and just what's more important to us at the time. So I think we, we threw up our hands like, okay, well, we'll, we'll <laughs> do the work of trying yeah. to mobilize things, but mm-hmm. you know, the value of the connections we had with people on the ground here um, really brought us back.
1: One of the things I seem to observe, but I'd be curious to hear, if, see if it's on the ground in a sense, is that there seemed to be a tension between people in a sense, looking to reclaim. I mean, you talk about it, like in the cradle of civil rights, there. You know, you have Maynard and Andrew, and now there's Keisha Bottoms, um, Lance Bottoms, and Stancy Abrams. But is there a tension between, like, individuals kind of reclaiming or taking hold of what had been lost or denied and those who are trying to preserve it? Or are you seeing kind of, I'm hearing it's like a fusion politics where you have just a younger generation of people of all different colors and, and creeds kind of coming together for progress. What does it feel like, on um, you know, like in the in the state?
2: Well, I guess it's a little bit of all of that. So. Okay. So again Atlanta is different than Atlanta is located in the deep south right but Atlanta is a very different animal than what we think of when we think of the deep south so mm-hmm. for example for the past Atlanta has had a black mayor and predominantly black city council for more than 40 years mm-hmm. wow before, uh, you know now and um <clears throat> and you know Maynard, Maynard Jackson was the first black mayor and that's back in the 70s Mm. Um, so, 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 you know, and, and then there was this kind of black political elite Mm. that that helped to make that possible coming out of the civil rights, right? Like, so coming out of the freedom movement of the sixties, you know, people, people, all the, all the young folk, the folk who were involved in SNCC and the middle-aged folk who were involved in SCLC and, and these other entities, they, they, they then settled into trying to make real the dream of America, right? Like so, mm-hmm. so you know, people went went and started uh, careers in, in 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 think tanks and in in educational institutions wow. and in, in in churches and folk went into public service into public office. folk who had, who had been young people on the on the front lines, they did all that and they rooted themselves in a particular kind of community in a particular kind of way, and and that's what kind of made for you know they they use that that power. Uh, that that power that they have built locally in constituency with one another they used that to put maynard in office and then to create the black political machine that kept kept feeding more people and but you know like as with everything um you know those who those who invest in the system, the system has a way of our, our, our system of politics and our system of capitalism has a way of co-opting us and, and reshaping us in its own image, right? Like, mm, so, wow. So, Start to try yeah. to navigate that system and you become a creature of, yeah. of, of that system and of the politics related to that. And, and, and so there there begin to be this kind of rift, this particularly like as you round the course of the 80s into the 90s, between the black political elite and upwardly mobile and, and, and more and more affluent classes of people who are being being highly educated and and and, and starting to live out their dreams. You know, and, and the in the 90 percent of those who, who don't have access to those same things. Nothing. You know, one of the things I didn't realize when we were all in college was that only about 12 to 13 percent of black people go to college.
0: Mm, yeah, that's true. We're right? watching right. a different world. And- yeah,
2: we're we're watching a different world. We're yeah. we're relating to that. We're we're thinking about, you know, we we had trips to the White House, met the president. Yeah. And all yeah. this other stuff right like mm-hmm. we're, we're 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 involved in we're involved in the places where you know where hamilton a, a, in the room where it happens in some yeah. yeah. maybe only one or two 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 degrees removed from the room where it happens whereas you know the 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 masses of black folk weren't experiencing that 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 kind of upward upward um momentum and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and so with that in mind you know the the movement work that you're seeing now that's producing the kind of politics more progressive politics that you're seeing now is a movement that that really is about saying hey we cannot forget the overwhelming majority of our people wow
0: yeah. Wow, you're getting an education on yes. uh, all roads lead to yes. today with uh, Melvin and Leslie. That was
1: he never disappoints. Never disappoints.
0: Never disappoints. <laughs> that was that was worth the price of admission right there. So, I mean, we've seen a spotlight on Georgia um, this past year, most particularly with uh, the death of John Lewis, uh, the election of uh, Doctor Warnock, and John Ossoff um, has. Georgia really felt its impact on national politics with those events or what's it really been like, again, at the ground level? I
3: would say it. I would say yes and no, because so many things happen so quickly. You know, we didn't even get to have a whole yay before the craziness at the Capitol,
2: the um, Trumpist insurrection of 2021—that's yeah. my bid on what we call this going into the future. <laughs> yeah. Trumpist, yeah. Trumpist insurrection—it happened less than 24 hours after. Yeah. And so
3: there was, and then with COVID, you know, while there are lots of people not wearing masks and who have even traveled to Atlanta to party, so. I think there's going to be even more cases showing up here locally.
2: Mm.
3: Not being able to be with people to celebrate in real time is also something we've missed. Because um, in previous elections, there'd be parties, there'd be you could go out and see people celebrate. Mm, yeah. Um, I think we've missed that collective celebration. You know, mm-hmm. there have been thanks. You know, like, I've been online and, you know, publicly thanked different organizations and people, including Stacey Abrams and her team. Like, so we know the people who have been on the, on the ground working. Um, I think we have not, it just feels different because of yeah. where we are
2: in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, trying to, we didn't really get a chance to mourn as a community, the passing of Lewis, yeah, right? Like we were, we were left to watch it on TV, you know, more, more like spectacle, more, you know, more through other, other people's takes. Right. Whereas Leslie and I have always lived in his district,
0: Mm.
2: you know, at least not, if not always, let's see, since 2000, or, or no, I'm sorry. Since mid about 2005, but the but the point is right. Like we right. we I, we've worked in this district, we've lived in this district. There's a way in which the community would have come together to experience that and to and and to 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 to, to find our way forward in, mm-hmm. in in that way that you do. That we just didn't get a chance to do it. I mean, but it's been a blessing. Those who have risen up. In, in 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 the wake of it. Right. Like like Paul stepping in and finishing his uh, finishing his his term, uh, Nakima Williams stepping yeah. up and, and and saying, you know, here I am, send me. Right. Like and, mm-hmm. and, and then doing doing the greater work of whipping the the uh, Georgia Democratic Party into shape. Mm-hmm. So that it could actually get behind and support the efforts of of, of folk like 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 uh, Stacey Abrams and Latasha Brown with uh, yeah. Black Votes Matter and all the other smaller organizations, you know, Black Men Vote and, and, and these kinds of organizations that were doing this on the ground grassroots work, right? If it hadn't been for Nakima doing being, being the one who who, who started to write the ship. of of the Georgia Democratic Party, we may not have had the necessary um, establishment infrastructure in place Mm -hmm. to really pull off the the victory of Ossoff and Warnock. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, everybody, you you heard it here and you heard it right. You heard it uh, best from our friends, uh, Melvin and Leslie Bray. Um, Thanks so much for just taking us on a trip and helping us to understand your road as it led to Georgia and your life as it is right now. Now, before we go, you know, uh, time is of the essence. Uh, we want to give you
2: kind of like a little quiz we do uh, at the <laughs> end uh, just to... We're used to being on the side of the giving of the quiz. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, exactly. right. right, exactly. right. School in session. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna give you just just
0: five questions. We call it our Lipton-like quiz in honor of James Lipton, uh, who would give that great quiz on the end of Inside the Actors Studio. Um, So we got just five quick questions uh, for you and uh, I'll start out first. Now, this is a either or. These first couple are either or. Is it subs or is it a hoagie?
3: (laughs) Oh, I know this answer. It's a hoagie.
2: It depends on where you're from. <laughs> right, where right, I'm right, from. Right. It's a hoagie, baby. Okay, all right. All right.
1: <laughs> okay so in terms of um, music, Prince or Michael?
2: Ooh, we might be the only folk in the world that like them both. <laughs> I <Like, yes. laughs> right, Fair enough. Right, that's not, I mean, growing up, it was Michael all the way. Growing right, up right. all the way, but you know when, like when, Prince. when when Prince passed, I I like was like you know started to to take that trip down memory lane, <laughs> yeah, and yes, so much a part of just the 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 soundtrack of That's our right. lives.
0: That's right. All
1: right. Okay, I'm with you on that. All right,
0: who you got now? Come on, who you got? One or the other, Jesse or Al. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll go with Jesse.
2: Historically, it's been Jesse. <laughs> all, right. all right. I got right. of love for Al, but historically, it's been Jesse.
1: <laughs> all right. Just moving away from those a little bit. Um, and if restrictions are lifted, what would be one of your post-pandemic first? What are one of the first things you would like to do?
3: Um, go see family and hug them. Yeah, like, hugging family. I miss that.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I got some folk I want to grab a, uh, gr- gr- grab a beverage with. <laughs> <laughs> Norman has always used that term. Beverage,
0: beverage.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All um, right. What other than your own profession would be a profession you'd like to attempt? We'll
2: get you out of here with this question. Ooh. Mm. I've always wanted to be a camp director.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm falling so in love with who I am, I can't think of any doing anything else than just being more of me.
0: So. <laughs> That's it. That's that is a great answer. It. And these are two great people that we know yes. uh, who have impacted us on the road of life. Thank you, Melvin. Yes. Thank you, Leslie. First of all, thank you for just being who you are. Thank you for being our friends. And thank you for being here today for this episode of All Roads Lead To with Al and Janae. So before we go, we want you to know where you can catch up with Melvin and Leslie. You can go to Facebook and just look up Kid Cultivators, Kid Cultivators, and you'll get information for them there. And especially you will find their information about the homeschool community so you can look up kid cultivators homeschool community on facebook and you will find uh, information for melvin leslie right there you can also catch melvin on twitter Uh, he's on twitter Uh, his handle is the melvin bray that's t-h-e-m-e-l-v-i-n-b-r-a-y and please by all means go and pick up his book anywhere you buy books online or even uh, when you go physically to visit the stores, uh, the book is entitled Better uh, by Melvin Bray. So you can look that up uh, and by all means, go and connect with them there and in those places. So, guys, thanks again for coming on today.
2: We thank you. Thank you for thank thinking of us. us. And, and thank you for being there all this time. It's all good.
0: All good. All good. All the time. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.
1: We are so glad to share our podcast with you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and on social media.
0: So please listen, share, and tell a friend about All Roads Lead To with Al and Janae, the place where we talk about the people, the places, and the passions that have impacted us along the road.